are so excited to be able to celebrate our God who is always reigning King of Kings, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And would you help me thank God for our choir? Help me thank God for our praise team, our graduates, our media personnel. And we're just so grateful that God has blessed us once more to turn our attention to his word. And that's what I invite you to do right now. Return in your Bibles, your copy of God's word to Psalm 127. But that's where the message of the morning is coming from. Psalm 127. God's word declares, unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives to his beloved sleep. Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord, the fruit of the womb a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior are children of one's youth. Blessed is the man who feels his quiver with them. He shall not be put to shame when he speaks with his enemies in the gate. For emphasis, allow me to read once more that first verse. Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. In the morning, with the help of the Holy Spirit, I'd like to uh, speak to you from this text with this thought in our minds, and that's leaving a lasting legacy. See, all of us have it. All of us need it. There are times in which it's, it has blessed us. There are also times in which we've been, um, been hurt by it. See, it's vital for us to have it to live this Christian life. In fact, truth be told, it's, it's really what God uses to begin life. Some of them are, are close. Others are estranged. However, we, we all need them. That's relationships. We were created to connect in relationships. Some relationships are, are good ones and healthy. Others are unhealthy. Some relationships are God sent. Others weren't sent by God. With God's help, we can discern which is which. But don't miss this, y'all. All of us are in need of relationships. In fact, it's how we operate in relationships that determines that really tells of our love for God. For First John says, if we can't love the people we do see, then how can we say we love the God who we cannot see? Relationships matter. In fact, it matters so much that it takes a relationship to bring you here. Now, just let that sit for a moment here. And God blesses us, and so it has been our goal um, to really focus in on our relationships. On Mother's Day, we focused on the relationship between a mother and a child and the blessing that mothers are and motherhood is. And then we talked about relationships between spouses, 
Well, today, graduates, today, church members, I, I want us to focus on relationships as it relates to a parent's relationship with the child, our children. Because no matter how old they become, some parents with, with some tenure will tell you, you're still my child. Some of y'all, some parents just looked at their child just now and said, yeah, you think you're grown, but you're still mine. You may be grown and on your own, but you're still somebody's, somebody's child. And in the building of relationships, it's important for us to understand that God has called, assigned, allowed us, uh, many of us, to steward the relationship of parenthood. It could be parenthood, grandparenthood, godparents, foster parents, adoptive parents, uh, whatever the capacity in which you're investing in the life of another, God has blessed you with the opportunity and privilege to be a parent. Now, if you're not a parent, don't disconnect in this moment because you have parents. And perhaps this message will encourage you to be that much more grateful for your parents. But speaking directly to parents, I just want to share with you, with the time that we have remaining, that purposeful parenting provides exposure to God and godliness. That purposeful parenting provides exposure. It creates the environment where children are able to learn about God and engage the things of God. That's what he says here when you open the text. He says, unless the Lord builds the house, unless God builds it, unless God's hand is on it, unless God is calling you, Nope, that's not him. <laughs> but if he's calling you to that relationship, then you have to answer. If he's calling you to parenting, then you have to answer the call. And the truth be told, like relationships of parenting and the relationship in life and to live life, it's it's futile, it's foolish, it's, it's frustrating to attempt to build anything without seeking God's blessings. In fact, the psalmist says it this way. He says, it's in vain. It's empty. It's void. It's meaningless. It has no lasting power. Because to have relationships that last, Alan, is important for us to get this right because effective parenting, it prioritizes God. That if we're going to be effective as parents, as people of God, we must prioritize God. We must put God in the first place. Not, not just first in the day, but in first place, which means then in everything I do, God comes first. And when I say something, he's first. When I'm responding, he's first. In fact, I submit to you that the priority of parenting is not parenting, it's putting God first. The priority of parenting is not those you parent, Nisha. It is being able to direct those whom we parent to the God who's the priority of our lives. Look at the psalmist. He says it this way, unless the Lord builds the house, unless God has his hands on it, unless God is the architect, the contractor, the, the builder, unless God is involved in it, 
it's not going to last. Go ahead and just, just help, my, help me preach to your neighbor just for a moment. Just look at him and tell him, is God in it? Yeah, the question is, what, what part of what you're trying to build is that God has his hands on? And what part of it where we're trying to say, oh, God, I, I got this on my own? The reality is, whatever those aspects of life where we try to build on our own will be built in vain because only God has lasting power. And only God can inject within the life, the, the home, the family unit. Only God can inject the blessings that will allow it to overcome brokenness and overcome the struggles and overcome the strains of life because God is calling us to prioritize Him. And, and this is how we do it, saints of God going to prioritize God. We, we have this whole psalm in 127 really speaks to dependency upon God. Look what he says. Unless the Lord builds a house, they who labor labors in vain, which means then that in order for the house to remain, in order for the house to withstand, I need the Lord to be involved. That's dependency upon God. In fact, you'll, you'll see it here. Dependency upon God, on the Lord, determines our success. Secondly, dependency upon the Lord provides rest. And dependency upon the Lord makes parenting a blessing. Don't miss this. Dependency upon the Lord determines our success. If God is in it, it'll be successful. It doesn't mean that everything will always work out the way you want it to work out when you want to work it out. I hope you caught that. It means that when it's all said and done, I read this way, all things work together for the good. To those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. In other words, if God is in it, success is imminent. It's going to happen. Not only would it happen, but I love the text because he says that if you try to do it on your own, if you try to work on your own, you try to put in all the toil, you're trying to do it yourself, and this, this ideology that I can make it on my own, he says that all of that effort is in vain. That's what he says. He says because unless... Unless the Lord watches over the city, the, the watchman who stays awake, stay awake in vain. Verse 2, it is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil. Because it's God who gives you rest. Come here, let me talk to you just for a moment here. Because if you really connect with God and God is connected with you, God can give you rest through the storm. He gives you rest in the building project. In fact, some of you right now, you came in here uh, where, where, wearing signs spiritually that says, pardon the dust, construction in progress. Why? Because you know that God has been working on you. Am I talking to anybody up in here? That God is building you. God is working on you. And the reality is that's good news because if God is working on you, that means then that you're a work in progress. And when God gets through with you, uh, I, I, I felt right. When God gets through with you, you're going to be exactly what God has called and created you to be. But he must be in the building project. Uh, he says he gives us rest. Uh, the reason he gives us rest is because he's the provider. The psalmist warns us about trying to do things, Karen, apart from God's will and blessing. He says, no, when you do it with God, then God will be your provider. But then he goes on to say that not only will you rest, the focus of our text, he, he says, now let's talk about your parenting position. He says, because children are a heritage from the Lord. And all of you who've been parenting for a while know that you need the Lord to successfully parent. Uh, you got to say nothing. I can tell you, listen, listen, if, if you got any streak of gray in your hair, you know I'm telling you the truth. If some of you don't even have hair left, I mean, you know, you know what, you, 
what you've been through. Don't, don't look at them as just the truth, right? That we need God if we're going to be effective parents. Uh, we, need, we need God to be involved because parent, children come from God. They are a heritage from the Lord. Then he says the fruit of the womb is your reward. Look, look, look what he's saying to, to each of us, that when we depend upon God, that God enables us to experience a blessing from what he gives us. This is why you ought never give up on the children God gives you. Because you never know how God will bless you through, God, God will bless you with God, what God blessed you with in your child. That God will bless you with what he's allowed you to go through with your child. Because somebody in here will tell the truth that you grew closer to God when you became a parent. Or maybe you were like me when you got home that first time with that child and you looked at them and the, the nurse closed the door and they, they told you, uh, God bless you, come back here if you need any help. And you realize for the first time you're going home and you're going home without the help that you had in the hospital. And you look all around that baby and that baby didn't come with no instructions. You realize that you need God to be able to effectively parent. You look at me like you don't believe me, but let me tell you, parenting is not for the faint of heart. You're looking at me like you don't understand this thing. But parenting will bring you to your knees. You're looking at me. Some, some of you kids are talking about, well, it ain't about me. Actually, it's all about you because you're the reason why. And yet it is a blessing. And don't miss this. One of the ways it's a blessing is because it compels us to stay in the presence of God. And you ought to be grateful for that because even if you're not parenting, you've been blessed by a parent who knew how to pray, and the result of you still being here is because somebody prayed for you. I hope you get this. So effective parenting, uh, it prioritizes God. So much so, and I see my young couple here, so let me help you for a moment here. He, he illustrates it. He illustrates it in the text. It's right there in the text where, where he says it's like arrows in a quiver. And a quiver is what, what holds arrows. And this is one of the quivers that I had. If, it, if I was wearing the right attire, I'd go ahead and attach it to my belt. But it just didn't, cla- it kind of clashed with the, the ensemble. So. <laughs> but, but, but the quivers, Will, are, are given for a specific purpose. And the psalmist illustrates children with arrows in a quiver. And he says very, very, very pointedly that there's a responsibility to the parent to direct the arrows in the way that it should go. You're not with me just yet here. So I, th- I thought I need to bring you an object illustration. This is a compound bow from the house. And some of you, by, by looking at this compound bow, know what some of the things that I enjoy doing, um, if you just to look at it. But in order, in order to really press the point, you have to, <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling it, Fred. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. He says, children are like an arrow. An arrow is designed to perform a function. But in order to do that, you have to, you have to position it correctly. In order to really use an arrow for its function, Fred told me not to do it. I probably ought to, uh, somebody, you know what? No, let me tell you something. Let me teach you by following the crowd. No, that's, that's a whole other thing. But you, you have to notch the arrow. Some of y'all getting worried. Let me turn this way. <laughs> and when you notch the arrow, it, it takes precision. 
Parenting takes precision. You need God's discernment to know exactly how to notch it and what direction to point it in. I'm talking to some parents for a moment here. See, sometimes we thought it was going to be easy. We, you know what? You know a whole lot about parenting when you're not a parent. You're not with me just yet here. And when you're a young parent, you read all the books about parenting, you have a few, the- you have a few theories about parenting. But by the time you get in that thing, you just realize, you say, you know what? I'm just, I'm just making it by faith. I'm just, I'm just making it by faith. Why? Because it's not always easy. Because it, it takes, some, it takes some, some strength in order to really do it right. A compound bow, in order to pull it back, you can't just, you can't just easily do it. No, you got to pull. You got to put in some work in order to get that child aimed right. Oh, but don't miss this. Don't miss this. That Luke, I'm going to look at you since you're my, you're my adopted son. When you pull it right, all right, I'm going to stop making y'all nervous. But this hunting season, I'm going to use this bow. All right. He uses an illustration because in order to pull it, it has to be aimed correctly. Listen to me. Purposeful parenting aims the arrows of influence toward God and godliness. And this is what God is calling each of us to do, not because it's easy, but because it's what he's calling us to do. Because effective parenting pursues godliness. Some of you know the text where in Proverbs where he says, train up a child in the way that they should go. And when they grow old, they will not depart from it. Train up a child. It is also the illustration of a tree that is going to grow. It's going, listen to me, your child is going to grow. Your world, your, your world is going to change. However, God has given you some time where that child, like a young tree, is limber. Uh, you can manipulate it. You can Turn it in the right direction. You can put guardrails around it so that when it grows, it can grow straight up. Come here, come here, come here, come here. Let me talk to you. Um, if you wait to that child, it's not in the text, but I'm, it's not in my, in, in my notes, but I'm going to tell you anyway. If you, if you wait till that child gets old to try to chain the, train the child, uh, um, yeah, the concrete is already hardened. The Bible says you start when they are young. I love the text. Because it's encouraging, because it's train up a child in the way that they should go, to catch this Tyrone, so that when they are old, they will not depart. It gives us hope, because if that child happens to depart between the child and the old, God has given us an assurance in the text that at some point, that child will be gripped by grace, get back to their right minds, and go, you know what, some of y'all in here right now, some of you, that's your testimony. When you thought you were grown and gone, you decided to do it on your own, and then you realize, you know what, there's something about praying. I need to go back, and I need to pray to God. And when you thought of your own, and you walked away, and you walked away from the things of God, all of a sudden, your circumstances reminded you that you needed anybody in here besides me ever been down that road. You needed God, and God got you back. I thank God for his word, uh, because effective, effective parenting um, pursues godliness. Let me quickly tell you, it's important for us as parents, to have a real faith foundation. Listen to me. You have to have real faith. Real faith must be foundational. Reflecting godliness must be practiced. And relationships must overrule rules. Let me, let me unpack that for a moment. He says, train up a child in the way you should go. 
Uh, I, I put it this way so that, thank you, media team, so you could just take a picture of it, because I knew some of you, you couldn't text that fast. But I want you to get it, because effective parenting, look what it does. It, you have to have real faith as the foundation. When the saints of God were going to go into the promised land, God told them this in Deuteronomy 6, 5 through 7. He says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. And these words I command you today shall be on your heart. Don't miss it. And you must have it before you can teach it. He says it must be on your heart. Then he says, you shall teach them diligently to your children. You shall talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise, that you are to model the message that you want your children to be able to emulate. That is not do as I say and not as I do. It's do as I do because what I do backs up what I say. I, I, I hope you hear me in here uh, because your faith must be real. And then you must, you must reflect godliness and that, that it has to be practiced. Listen, saints of God, the truth is parenting is hard. And kids, if you're listening to me, every now and then you ought to give your parents a break because they've been parenting you. Where are my kids at? Yeah, uh, pa- parenting, parenting is not easy. Parenting is not for the faint of heart. But hear me well, it's all worth it. But we as parents have to reflect God in this. You know why? Because children learn more from your behavior than they learn from your words. Okay, I, I, I ain't got to talk about you. I'm going to talk about me. I remember. See, when my kids were, were, before they were teenagers and they were little, little kids, they liked to hang with me, Pastor Brett. They used to walk with me everywhere I go. And, 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 and I mean, if I'm doing some work, they'd be right there with me. Uh, my oldest would be right there with me. I mean, just knee, knee high. He'd be with me. I'd be in the yard. He'd be with me. And so one time I had to do some work on the roof because I was a pastor. See, I was a pastor before he was born. And because I'm a pastor, I, I had to do the work myself. You'll get that in a little while. Uh, uh, On the roof. And so it is, I'm on the roof and I'm trying to to fix a flashing on the roof. Well, my my son was with me. I wanted him to to conquer his fears and not have height fears and know that men, we work for a living. We we model it. So there he is in the hot sun with me and he's loving to be with daddy. We're right there. And Juan, I got to tell you how it went down, right? Uh, So I'm working on the roof. Um, He's he's looking at me, modeling my behavior. He has his plastic hammer. I have a real hammer. He has a plastic plastic nail. I have a real nail. And I'm going to work. I'm going to work. And while I'm looking at him because he's on the roof with me. Um, I missed with that hammer. And I hit my hand and an audible sound came out. That was pre-pastoral. You're not with me in this place here. Uh, uh, come on, y'all. Y'all know, y'all know I'm, I'm just real. You know, I, keep it, I keep it real. It's just 100. It, it was pre-pastoral. You catch me on the wrong day, it might just come out. Anyway, right? And so, and so I thought it was it. You know, we got the work done, Tyrone, um, and then we, we sent him to elementary school. And guess what happened? He's in elementary school, and all of a sudden, his books fell off the desk, and all, an audible sound came out. <laughs> and I get that call, and I won't forget it. I get the call, and you know it was a messed up call, because I get the call, and the teacher said, um, Pastor? <laughs> I know you didn't teach him this, but let me tell you what your son said. Mm. And in that moment, Sonia, I had to be real. I said, no, I didn't mean to teach him that, but he got that from, he got that from me. Please don't miss this. Because our behavior before our kids matter. And so, and listen, I tell you that because every now and then you got to give yourself a break too. That, that even when you don't 
get it right 100% of the time. And parents, you won't get it right 100% of the time. Sometimes God's allow, God allows you to get it wrong in front of them so you can teach them how to recover for when they will get it wrong. Teach them how to confess. Teach them how to go before God. I got to get out of here. Um, but effective parenting pursues godliness. Um, and with that, relationships must overrule the rules. Let, let me help you for a moment. My kids, you ask them right now, what were the three relationships Dr. Al they, they had in life uh, growing up? Um, they, they could tell you right now verbatim because every day I would tell it to them. I brought them to school. I tell them the same, same rules every day. I, I tell them, be your very best. Three rules. Take care of each other and have fun. Be your very best, take care of each other, and have fun. But every now and then, they, they broke the rules. And some of us, you have rules in your life that you go by, but sometimes you let the rules be, be greater than the relationship. And God is calling us to realize that what he's calling us to do is to honor the relationship and value relationships greater than we value the rules. Because had God treated us based on the rules, we wouldn't be in a relationship. Okay, yeah, I'm talking to the wrong people here. Had God parented you based on just the right rules and you doing what's right all the time, uh, then we wouldn't be in relationship with him. But God valued the relationship <laughs> over the rules. That if he had to take the punishment himself, he took the punishment himself so that he could restore the relationship because what was more important to him than the, than the rules was a relationship with you. Amen. Oh, oh, I, I, I'm, I'm almost done. I'm almost done here. I gotta, but I got to give you something practical. I got to give you something practical. So let me give you some do's and don'ts of parenting. Go ahead and put up me, a team, some do's and don'ts of parenting. Well, let me start with the don'ts, okay? Um, parents, don't compare. Compliment. When you're rearing your children, don't compare them to other children. Oh, and, and don't compare them to how you were at their age. Uh, just, just don't. You don't. One, you don't remember how you were at their age, and you don't want them to know how you were. Uh, Y'all got to be real with me. I'm going to be real with all by myself here at that age. But you got to remember, you got to give them enough grace to realize that if they're 13, they're going to think like a 13-year-old. And if they're 15, they're going to think like a 15-year-old. And if they're 17, their brains aren't even fully developed yet. <laughs> I'm just telling you the truth. So don't, 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 don't compare. Don't demean them. The world's already going to beat up on them. Learn, teach them how to redefine what they're going through. They're not their problems. They should be, shouldn't be labeled by their problems. The problem is the problem. The kid is somebody who is blessed by God. You got the difference? All right. Um, don't fault them. Forgive them. You know anybody who does that for you? Oh, okay, you're missing it already. Don't, don't fault them. Forgive them. Don't, oh, oh this, this might be a little hard now. Uh, don't rescue them from every challenge that they have to face or every pit they get in. Sometimes you got to let them struggle and pull themselves out of that pit so you can teach them how to be restored. Right, I'm just, talking, just parent to parent, just parent to parent. Uh, now listen, uh, let me go ahead and get my disclaimer. I'm still a work in progress here. All right? But, but, but lastly, don't weaken them, strengthen them. And the one do that I have to encourage you with is to do lovingly lead them. 
And you take your cues from God because effective parenting models God's way. I'm done now. I hope, I hope you got this. And I hope that this nourished your soul because the reality is, is that God has called us to a great, a great opportunity to pour into the lives of others. And in order to really do that, we need God in order to do it. And effective parenting, it, it, it models God's way, the way God loves you. I, I'm mindful that, that God's word reminds us when a woman was caught um, with, with a sickness, and she was struggling with her sickness for 12 years. Uh, she was defined by her sickness, but when she got caught up to Jesus Christ, her sickness was made whole, and he said, daughter, be whole. Your faith has made you whole. I'm mindful that when Christ was talking about the kingdom of heaven, and he's talking about the kingdom of heaven, he likened it to a man who had two sons, and look at how he loved the son, because the youngest son went out, and he, would, he went out, the Bible says, into riotous living, wasting everything that he had, treating his father like he was dead. He went out on his own, disrespected everyone, but when he was on his way home, a far way off, his father was looking for him, and when he saw him, he ran to him, wrapped his arms around him, and kissed him, put a robe on him. That's how God loves you. Don't miss this, that God didn't hold your sin against you. God didn't turn away from you. God didn't give up on you. God did not push you to the side. God still called you, welcomed you, loved you, forgave you. God still used you, and God still lifted you up. Come here, parents, for a moment here. God said, don't you dare give up on that child, because I never gave up on you. We ought to be grateful <laughs> that we serve a God who doesn't give up on us. Stand all over the building if you can. Thank you for joining us online. We hope today's experience encouraged and challenged you. At Champion Forest, we are passionate about all kinds of people coming to know God, to grow in their relationship with Him and others, and then to go out and make a difference in the world. We would love the opportunity to talk and pray with you. To connect with us, just go to championforce.org slash connect. And hey, of course, we can't wait to welcome you on campus in person on one of our locations. We'll see you soon.